You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic with Dr. Heidi, a toxic relationship specialist. Here, we bring hope, healing, and freedom to those who have been affected by toxic relationships and emotional abuse. Learn to not only recognize a red flag when you see one, but have the courage to choose yourself and move forward in a life that's free from toxic control of others. Living in an environment that's not healthy for you can cause this type of abuse to be accepted as normal. The truth is, it's not normal. It's toxic. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Dr. Heidi. This is It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, Rid Your Life of Toxic People. How is everybody doing? I know things are starting to change around the world now. I think things are coming out of this crazy crisis mode in certain places. So if you're in the places that are reopening, thank you. I'm a little jealous. Um, if not, it's still temporary and the time will be coming that things will somewhat get back to normal. I think about you all the time, especially those that are in the house with the toxic person or having to be exposed to more toxic traits than normal because of the events and the different outlets that have been taken away. Um, a couple of quick announcements. The conference is rescheduled for September 18, 19, and 20. So if the original conference dates did not work for you, perhaps the rescheduled dates will work. You can find that link on the website under National Conference and all the details are there. If you have any questions, go ahead and email in or most of you know how to get a hold of me through social media. So if you have questions about the conference, let me know. What do I do at the conference? The conference is a lot of education in two days. So if you're looking to go through the character traits of the toxic person and why they do what they do and understand why they do what they do so that you can make a fair judgment on whether they're healthy for you or not, the conference is a really good place to go where you will hear it in person from myself and from some of the other speakers I have as well as you'll be able to meet people in person who are in the same situation as you. So people at the conference, you kind of create an immediate support group. And so the conference works really well for a lot of different things. Um, there is not recording in the conference, so people are pretty vulnerable and pretty open in asking questions, as I am pretty open in sharing parts of my story that I, that I might not share on a public platform. If you are interested in that, Go to the website if you can't find the link. Message me through Coaching with Dr. Heidi Facebook or through the support group online or through Instagram. Um, speaking of the support group, the support group is um, growing like crazy. If you are not in the online support group, it is on Facebook. It's a private group, which means people can search it, but they cannot see who's in it and they cannot see what is posted in it. Those in it cannot share anything that's posted in the group. They cannot share it to outside the group. So it's a very safe place for people to talk through situations and get support from other people. Um, it's called Strength Within. So if you go on Facebook and search Strength Within, the cover photo is a little white flower growing out of a crack in a rock. So because there may be more than one 
group called Strength Within. Um, and then there's a few questions that you need to answer for admin. That's for the safety of those that are in the group. And I think that if you talk to the people in the group, you will find that it is a very positive support group. Um, I personally feel that if you have come this far to search for a podcast and look for a support group, you've spent plenty of your emotion and plenty of your energy and plenty of your time on toxic people. So we don't do a lot of mulling over what the toxic people do and how bad our story is compared to somebody else's. We definitely encourage, we definitely support. And one of the things that we, I really try to keep out of that group is we don't judge. Everybody's got their own story and everybody has been through craziness. So we're not comparing whose story is crazier and who's got it worse and who's got it better. It is just a good place to find some support and find people that may be dealing with the same thing. And, you know, we have a lot of people that listen to this that are dealing with intimate toxic relationships. But within that support group, there are people with family members, coworkers, friends, children, siblings, all sorts of toxic relationships have popped up in that support group. And, you know, it's funny because when I started doing this, I really thought I was going to do um, where wives come out of toxic marriages because I really felt like that's where my expertise was. But the longer I do this, the toxic person is the toxic person. And the more you know about them, the more you realize they all operate the same. So once you understand how to remove yourself from the emotional trap that the toxic person lays, you'll be able to remove yourself from any toxic person that enters your life. And again, you don't always have to cut them all the way out, but you do, knew how, you do need to learn how to respond to them so that their actions don't affect you. And that is basically the whole of what I teach. We're never going to change them. We're never going to be able to control what comes out of their mouth. We're never going to be able to control what they do, how they, how they treat us, how they treat our kids, how they treat others, what they tell other people about us. We're not going to control that. The only thing we have control over is how we let it affect us. So when I work with my clients, that's what we're doing. In order to change something, you have to change something. So you have to learn to respond to them so that you take their power away. If you've been in a toxic relationship for a long time, you've been trained to respond how the toxic person needs you to respond in order to get what they need at that particular moment. So changing the way you respond to them and react is what is going to free you. So that support group, again, it's called Strength Within, is a great place to hook up with some people that, not hook up, let's pretend I didn't say hook up, that's not a dating site. Anyway, um, I know you know that's not a dating site. The Strength Within group is a great place. You should be there if you're not. Because a lot of people are still sheltered in place, the online program is still available at half price. It's on the website, coachingwithdrheidi.com, and it's called Freedom Me. The code to get it half price is VIRUS2020, V-I-R-U-S 2020. So if you are stuck in a place where you need to, need to do your research and learning online and can't be on video or on phone calls, getting that program is a very good first step for you. So that being said, now to the topic at hand. I do want to apologize. I know that the time period between the podcasts has been long. The shelter in place has Dr. Heidi very, very busy. And because it's so, um, 
is so critical for me to stay available to help those that are in bad situations. I've extended my consultation hours, and so I'm on the phone a lot. So I know I have not forgotten you, and every day I get up and think, try to get in a podcast today, and sometimes it just doesn't work. So uh, again, this is temporary. Things will even out again, and the schedule will kind of resume back to once a week as soon as uh, we get back onto a normal living schedule. Today, I want to talk about something that has been popping up a lot in some of the posts and stuff, which I do this every time, so I don't know why I always announce that, but I want to talk a little bit about security and self-security. You know, what does it mean to feel secure? What does it mean to feel insecure? What is emotional security? What is emotional insecurity? So when I look up the definitions, because that's what I like to do, what is self-security? Self-security is confidence in one's own abilities, qualities, judgment, in one's self-confidence. When you are secure, you feel like you're safe. You feel like you're protected. You feel like you're free from, care, free from cares. Insecurity is the feeling of general uneasiness or nervousness perceived by oneself to be vulnerable or inferior in some way or a sense of instability which threatens your self-image, your ego, and your worth. Things that threaten our self-image, our ego, and our worth are what make us feel insecure. Now, with social media, we all see memes all day long, every day, on finding emotional security and finding your strength and finding your inner peace and finding who you are and loving yourself more. And all of these sayings and all of these um, quotes are flying all over the world. You can jump on Google and Google one word and get 52 different quotes about it. So when we talk about emotional security and about building your emotional security, you might see things like, you have to push through the negative talk. You know, never confuse facts with what others say. Keep your thoughts positive. Stay in tune with yourself. Make yourself overcome doubt. And build a strong relationship with yourself. Right? We see stuff like that all the time, but we read it and how do we really incorporate that? right? We kind of know what we're supposed to do, but if we don't have the tools to do it, where are we supposed to start? Here's one thing that everybody listening and myself have in common. We all do this. We all try to find security. And how do you do it? We know that you have to find security in yourself. You have to have a great relationship with yourself, accept yourself, understand yourself, and love yourself in order to feel confident and secure in your worth. We know that. We just don't know how to do it. But everybody in this group has tried to do it. I promise you. You know that for you feeling secure, you have to feel good about yourself. So that's one thing that we all have in common. The other thing we all have in common is we all have toxic people in our lives. I don't know why you'd be listening to this podcast if you don't have a toxic person in your life. So the commonality that runs through the podcast listeners, through the people on in my support group, through the people that I coach, through the people that come to my events, the one thing in common that we all have is we all have a toxic person somewhere in our life, right? So I want to talk a little bit about the security and the insecurity and the differences between our security 
and the toxic person's security. So we feel secure by knowing that we trust ourselves and we believe ourselves and we know that that we have the confidence to take care of ourselves. How do toxic people feel secure? It is not by pushing through negative talk. It is not by not confusing facts with what they say. It is not with staying positive. It is not with staying in tune with themselves. It is not by overcoming doubt and it is not by building a relationship with themselves. Toxic people feel secure by controlling the people and the situations around them. For whatever reason, toxic people have some sort of insecurity. And whenever I say that, I say, don't go tell them that they're insecure. You'll have a fight on your hands. But for whatever reason, be it upbringing, be it past, be it whatever it is, their insecurity is probably what drives most of their toxic traits. Toxic people, say it with me, control, power, attention, and admiration, right? When you try to understand how a toxic person thinks or how a toxic person works or why they do what they do, it's very hard for us to wrap our head around it, right? And I want you to picture a seesaw. Some people call it a teeter-totter. I call it a seesaw. And whenever I think of the word seesaw, it reminds me of a joke that my dad used to tell when I was little. And to this day, I remember trying to figure out, I guess it was a riddle of some type, but it had the word seesaw in it. And he would say, if you were locked in a room with nothing but a mirror and a table, how would you get out? Okay, so my sisters and I would think about this and we'd talk about this and we'd try to figure it out. And this was the answer. You'd look in the mirror and see what you saw. You take the saw, you cut the table in half, two halves make a hole and you crawl out the hole. Okay, that was so confusing to us. Obviously, that's not going to work, but we would literally spend hours trying to figure out how this was going to work and, and look in the mirror and see what you saw and take the saw and cut the table in half and two halves make a hole and you crawl out the hole. I think logically we knew that wouldn't work, but we would spend hours trying to figure out where this joke came from and how it was supposed to work. The same confusion comes in when you're trying to figure out how a toxic person thinks and why they do what they do and why they can change so fast. So if you picture the seesaw, a toxic person's security is directly related to your level of security. When a toxic person's security goes up, Generally, the security of the people that are around them and closest to them goes down. When your security starts coming up, say you've got a promotion or you're feeling happy or something's made you proud, your security starts coming up, which directly correlates to the toxic person's security coming down. As soon as they feel their security coming down, they have to do something to build their security up, which then in turn brings your security down. So I, I use the seesaw as a visual. When they're secure, you're insecure. When you feel like you get to a spot where you're just feeling secure, that causes them to feel insecure. Because remember, they need to control the people and the situations around them. They need to feel secure all the time. And when they don't feel secure, they have to change something so that they feel secure. And what happens on that seesaw 
toxic people strip you of your security to increase their security. So let's talk a little bit about what increases a toxic person's security. Getting attention. If they can get attention from family, from friends, from coworkers, from all avenues, that increases their security. And toxic people don't care if it's positive attention or negative attention. As long as they're the center of attention, that makes them feel secure. That's why they can be really, really nice one day and get attention and be a fight-picking maniac the next day and still get the attention. Either way, they're getting the attention, which increases their security. Another thing that is that drives the majority of your toxic person is admiration. And with admiration comes making money. If they present themselves as successful and wealthy and having the biggest, you know, the biggest and the best, the biggest boat, the newest car, that makes them feel secure. If they are in control of others' emotions, that makes them feel insecure. If they can cause you to cry, if they can cause you to be happy, if they're the reason you're happy, that's okay as long as they're the reason you're happy. Um, love bombing is an example of gaining somebody's control through emotions. Gathering secret intel. They want you to trust them so that you divulge your secrets and then they can store them for later so they can use them against you. Some toxic people thrive on being sneaky. They like being able to sneak behind other people's backs and people not knowing what they're doing. They feel like they're in control and they feel secure if they know something you don't know. They feel secure in the ability to manipulate. When they need something, they feel secure that they can manipulate who and what they need to get what they need at the time. They also feel very secure in wearing a mask. We talk about their personalities changing. They are totally fine with pretending that they're somebody that they're not. They find security in that because they're insecure being themselves. Remember we said they're for whatever reason somewhat insecure. But if they can make you believe that they're this person, that makes them feel secure. They feel more secure when they have power over other people. Power over situations, dominate the situation. If they can show any type of power, winning at competitions proves power. Road rage is something I hear often from my clients because they feel powerful behind the wheel. Swearing makes them feel powerful. Yelling, if they can push and shove, if they can break things, if they can show their temper, if they can retract their temper and do the silent treatment, that's power also because all of those things gets your attention. So those are a few of the things that make a toxic person feel secure. Now let's talk about the things that make a toxic person feel less secure. If the attention goes to someone else, the toxic person is gonna feel more insecure. If you're celebrating a birthday, if it's a holiday, if you've done something successful and you're getting you know, an award or you've accomplished something that is a big achievement or, or you're proud of something, celebrations, anybody else that's getting the attention. You even hear when there's a new family member, when there's a baby, the attention comes off of the toxic person when there's a baby because they're not getting as much attention. So when the attention goes to somebody else, the toxic person feels more insecure. 
When money is tight, they feel insecure. Sometimes they'll borrow money. Sometimes they'll take out loans. Sometimes they'll, they'll sneak money and hide it so that they can still project this huge, I've got the biggest and I've got the best persona. Their security goes down when they are not in control emotionally of others. When another person sets boundaries, that makes them feel insecure. If someone decides to leave the relationship or cut off the relationship or go no contact or change their work environment or transfer out from underneath them or remove yourself from the friend circle, that makes the toxic person feel insecure. If somebody is not responding the way they want, if you're not reacting, if you're not showing an emotional reaction when they try to elicit one, that makes them feel insecure. If you're not crying, if you're not fighting back when they want to fight, if you're not playing into their emotional manipulation, if they get caught in a lie, they feel insecure, which then they'll elicit a whole nother persona from that. They'll talk you, they'll give you a thousand reasons why that's not a lie or that you're overreacting or that you're too sensitive because they feel very insecure when the real person is exposed. They will not let the real person be exposed for very long because that makes them feel insecure. They don't like it when people can see through the mask. Toxic people switch friend circles very quickly because if you're not connected to them where you have to stay in a relationship with them, people don't want to hang out with toxic people if you're not intimately or closely tied to them. So their friend circles change because friends see through the masks and they choose not to associate with them. So what happens when the toxic person's security goes down and they start feeling insecure? They scramble around as fast as they can to try and feel secure. And unlike us, we realize that, you know, there's people in our lives that play into us feeling secure, but really we have to be secure in ourselves, which then allows us to feel secure with other people. We know that toxic people don't see it the same. Their self-security depends 100% on others, which is why they continually blame other people. It's continually why you're at fault for everything. It's never their fault. They don't take responsibility for their actions because their security depends on the people and the situations around them and if they're in control. They are not responsible for their insecurities. You are. Through different aspects of your life, you are 100% responsible for the toxic person's insecurity. That's why we run ourselves ragged. That's why we fix everything before a fight breaks out. That's why when a toxic person threatens you, they never carry out on the threat because you're trained to fix it before they ever have a chance to, right? We are fire putter outers. We fix it before it gets bad. We don't like conflict, so we're on it immediately. So you go back to that visual teeter-totter. It gets worse before it gets better. You decide to go no contact. What does the toxic person feel? You setting up a boundary and losing control. Them losing control makes them feel very, very insecure. So what do they have to do to feel secure? They have to increase the things that make them feel secure by showing power, by showing more control, by showing more manipulation, by showing more money, by gathering more friends, by getting more attention. And you see this every time there's a breakup. They immediately switched 
channels so they can continue to get the control, the power, the attention, and the admiration from somewhere else. The danger in this comes is when they feel like they're losing control and they start feeling insecure, they have to turn up the volume. They have to prove to themselves that they can still manipulate the emotions out of you so they have to make it a little bit worse and a little bit worse. And as you cut the different ties off with these people, they grasp at the ones that they can still hang on to, like the children in a divorce or finances or property that you own together or the divorce process or the external friend group that will try to manipulate and hang on to that external friend group because whatever it is that they can still use to control you is the thing that they're going to hang on to. This is why it gets worse before it gets better. It's not because they're fighting so hard to save the relationship. It's because they're fighting so hard to avoid the feeling of insecurity. And I hear it all the time. I'm so glad I just filed for divorce. It's going to be over soon. In the back of my head, I'm thinking, oh, honey, you have no idea what is about to come down the pipes. Because the filing for divorce is setting a boundary. And setting a boundary makes a toxic person feel insecure. So there is no way they're going to let you get away with filing for a divorce, breaking up, terminating the friendship, or going no contact. So when you file for a divorce, just know if it's a toxic person, this is not the end. This is probably just the beginning because they're just starting to feel the insecurity set in. And then it's hang on for dear life and do whatever I can to feel secure. I have to be in control of the people and the situations around me for me to feel insecure and I don't like feeling, for me to feel secure and I don't like feeling insecure. So I'm gonna do what I can and I'm gonna say what I need to say and I'm gonna make things up and I'm gonna bring other people into it and I'm gonna triangulate and I'm gonna get everybody on my side and I'm gonna not let the custody of the kids go through and I'm never gonna settle the house um, debate in the divorce because I need to hang on to whatever strings I can to continue to control this person because I need to feel secure. And the harder you pull, the less secure they feel and the more need to get back into control. Now, you've heard me say, I educate. It's not, it's not knowing what a toxic person does. It's 100% in knowing why they do it. Problem comes in, the more you know, the more you know. So then you want to fight back and you want to stand your ground and you want to make sure that they know how bad they've hurt you. But at the end of the day, the toxic person does not run out of fight because they're fighting for control so that they feel secure. So if you are trying to cut off from a toxic person, this is the hardest thing you will ever do. So if you can understand that the reason for them making things so difficult is because they're feeling insecure and out of control and all they know is to control to feel secure. So when you turn it up, they turn it up. And when you turn it up more, they turn it up more. You have to remember that when you're leaving a toxic relationship, it is not about winning. It is not about making them see how bad they hurt you. It is not about revenge. The ultimate goal when leaving a toxic relationship is to get them out of your life. It's not to win the house. It's not to fight over the kids. 
It's not to pretend you get along for the kids. When you're leaving a toxic relationship, it's to get them out of your life or get the relationship in a status that's healthy for you and their actions don't affect you. So when you're going through the process of ridding your life of toxic people, remember what the end goal is. You want to be in control and you want to feel secure, but you're up against somebody who's going to fight you every step of the way because of their feeling of insecurity. And I think we tend to just think toxic people are bad people. And I'm not saying that there aren't toxic people that are bad people, but at the end of the day, it is a security struggle. And because good, kind, caring, loving people are targets for toxic people, you're going to be the one to sacrifice your security, to sacrifice your self-confidence, to sacrifice your self-esteem and your self-worth, and they know that. If they can get you to give it all up and they can take it all away, the more secure they feel. So I would love to see any memes come through or any quotes come through on security and how you guys view it. And let me know what you think of this, because this is a really difficult seesaw to navigate when you're going through it, because you still sit and try and figure out the riddle that my dad said. And you can sit perplexed trying to figure out how the toxic mind works. But at the end of the day, you're not programmed like them. You don't love like them. You don't care like them. And your, your goal is not 100% control. So you're never going to understand them. So if you can understand what they're after, that may help some of you make decisions on what the next step is. So when you go back to finding your own security, you have to do it yourself. You have to do it yourself before you're gonna find yourself secure with any other people. So if you've just left a toxic relationship or you're thinking about leaving, take some time before you step into another one to really figure out who you are and make sure that you are secure in yourself so that you never again let somebody else induce insecurity into your life. Once you're secure in yourself and who you are, nobody can take that away and you'll recognize it in your future after you've become very secure and confident. And you know, you're worth something. They want you to think that you're not worth anything and that you should thank your lucky stars that they're still with you. They only do that because they're insecure and that they're afraid that you're gonna leave or you're gonna cut off the relationship. And then who are they gonna control? So stay focused when you're leaving a toxic relationship. The goal is not to fight. The goal is not to get revenge. The goal is to get them out of your life so that you can move on without bitterness and scars holding you back. Thank you for listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic. If your life is being affected by a toxic relationship, visit coachingwithdrheidi.com and take our free toxicity profile analysis or schedule a personalized consultation with Dr. Heidi. You can also follow us on Instagram at Coaching with Dr. Heidi or join our private Facebook group at Strength Within. Take your first step to freedom today. And remember, it's not normal, it's toxic. Thank you.